Thank you for listening in right now. Glad to have you here. My name is Nyla, and this is Greener Thoughts. I help you understand the environment today so you can experience a greener life. Let's connect online. You can reach Greener Thoughts by voice message. The anchor.fm link is in each episode's show notes. You can do so via the Anchor app or by email at greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. just a few announcements uh, for this podcast episode so I hope you can write these down and keep these saved away the first environmental holiday is National Tree Day and it's celebrated here in the US and it's on July the 25th next is World Nature Conservation Day which is on July the 28th Third is International Tiger Day, which is the following day on July the 29th. And also number four, Earth Overshoot Day, which is also on July the 29th. Headlines from the Hemispheres is the next segment up. And of course, it's just a briefing on environmental news all across the globe. First story is out of India and happens to do with flooding, severe flooding. So floods put residents and vulnerable wildlife at risk in India's Assam. And I checked it out on NPR.org. Really great story. Kind of unfortunate, mostly because it happened a little bit earlier uh, within July and uh, over the summer. And it took place in India. It had a ton of uh, hefty, heavy rains that took place in Assam, which is the northeastern state of India, and it also produced landslides. And it killed at least 80 people, and millions were having to move to different relief centers for assistance and help. And uh, one of the um, more pressing um, events of the flooding was that uh, a national park was underwater. 95% of cars uh, are Karzeranga National Park was underwater. That included 66 wild animals like rhinos and deer, and 170 animals uh, were rescued. Uh, Then, um, just to uh, let you know a little bit more about uh, Karzeranga National Park, it was declared a tiger reserve back in 2006, and it's a little over 160 square miles, and it's known mostly for tourism, with uh, wildlife being the focal point, and it's the largest concentration, and has the largest concentration of rhinos ever. Um, about 2,000 or so, and it's also home to other wildlife like elephants and wild water buffalo and sloth bears and um, all types of other animals like swamp deer and so many others. Uh, Next is the story about plastics and sharks. Plastics found in seabed sharks. And I checked it out on uh, fizz.org. It's it's phys as in physical, physics, and this story is out of the UK with microplastics being found in sharks. Yes, they're being 
they're being found in the uh, guts of sharks that live right off the coast of the UK. And this was a bit of a study and research from out of the University of Exeter, where it studied uh, four species of demersal shark, which are seabed dwelling sharks. So these are sharks that love the seabed and don't really rise up to the, to the top of the oceans in their seas much. And 46 sharks were examined in total, and out of those, 67% of them uh, had microplastics and other man-made fibers uh, in their gut. And there were uh, different uh, particles that were found, about 379 particles, but the scientists weren't really uh, sure on exactly how the shark's health um, impacts were going to be down the road. The study was conducted in Cornwall, UK, and the sharks that were caught were the uh, the bycatch of um, the ocean, so they were caught by accident. Lastly is a story um, mainly about the extinction of two, um, or on the brink of extinction, two animal species. So European hamster and caterpillar fungus on brink of extinction. I I saw this story on theguardian.com and unfortunately, uh, sadly, there are two animal species, really uh, interesting, but they are on the brink of no longer being here. The European hamster, which I didn't even know it had a particular uh, name, which was uh, more commonly um, found back in the old days in Europe and also in Russia, it's having uh, slightly downward trends, and it's it's based on uh, numbers and data from the IUCN red list. I've I've mentioned the this particular red list a bit before because um, different populations, namely elephants, um, were on that list, and I think another species of animal I talked about too, um, and the numbers are declining. Also koalas uh, too. But in um, the, the near future, their population is going to decline in the next 30 years if nothing has changed. Um, caterpillar uh, fungus, uh, they're also going to be at risk. And they're um, mainly popular in Chinese medicine. Uh, their uses too, but they've had a 33% decline in their numbers as of late. And for those who don't know, the IUCN Red List is a global database composed of species that are in crisis. The news portion of the program uh, info mainly comes from gris.org. And we're going to talk about a topic in particular because of the dangers of it. And I've, I've mentioned and, and talked uh, in brief um moments about PFAS and how dangerous they are because they are in so many things that we use and, and create with and uh, interact with on our daily uh, in our daily lives and um, I, I figured to dispel um, some of the uh, misinformation uh, about them and how we can 
um, kind of reduce our impacts of them uh, on a daily basis, you know, find, finding out what we are uh, using mostly and try to get rid of um, our use of PFAS, but also a solution of how to uh, kill PFAS where they stand um, in, a, in a chemical composition uh, way. Um, but uh, PFAS are in so many ordinary products, you know, you use every day. They're in jackets, like from North Face, in Patagonia, and Adidas, uh, Columbia, Jack, uh, Wolfskin, so many different uh, brands from your shoes, like Nike and Puma and Adidas, uh, of course, which also makes shoes notably, and then swimwear. They're in brands uh, like from Disney, you know, much loved Disney, and Burberry, among other companies. So we're going to briefly talk about the dangers of PFAS and a process called photocatalysis, which breaks down a PFAS where they stand and may give us hope for uh, breaking down the uh, chemicals of PFAS because there's so many different types. Um, and then we can look forward uh, to other solutions and ways to sort of get rid of the use in your everyday life. So PFAS are not a new phenomenon that's that's been um, that has erupted in recent years. It's actually been common to uh, be in the marketplace since about the 1940s. So there are per and polyphenol alkyl substances, and they're known as PFAS, P-F-A-S, and they lead mainly into our soils, our groundwater, and also into our bodies, and they take hold uh, of us and kind of attach to us. And they are present in about 99% of America's um, or Americans' bloodstreams. So there are people, you know, from all across all swaths of America, uh, and they have these chemicals in their bodies. And they've also been found in the uh, bodies of polar bears. So that just shows you the reach um, of uh, PFAS and the damage that they do. Now, PFAS are uh, a part of a, a broad range of chemicals, but they have oil and water repellent properties. That's one of the key uh, figures of PFAS. Now, for decades, they have been found in all types of different products. Of course, your nonstick pans and outdoor clothing, trying to, you know, wick away moisture and, and wetness. And also everyday items like takeout containers for those uh, who eat regularly um, out to restaurants that have takeout containers that haven't made switches to, uh, you know, containers like bamboo or recycled paper or other suitable, um, more eco-friendly options. Now, with PFAS, they're uh, known to be forever chemicals because they just stay around and they don't break down normally uh, like uh, other things within nature or things that take a little bit uh, less uh, time to eventually break down and biodegrade. But PFAS, of course, don't do that. And so uh, what scientists say uh, is that they leach into our environment and they are in such um, immense concentrations that they in inevitably contaminate our drinking water. So some of the downsides of um, PFAS, uh, other than uh, you know the ones that we know about, are that they directly affect our health um, and they're connected to um, health effects like cancer. And these diseases really take hold of your body. You're, you're going to develop um, 
developmental health issues later down the line, or uh, if you happen to uh, give birth or in the or or are pregnant, uh, then that's going to be an issue a bit later down the line, and you're going to have um, higher rates of um, you know your your body weight is going to increase amongst other issues, um, and so PFAS are a danger no matter how you cut it. So um, with the research study, we're going to look at the study itself and then the results um, because there are just a few uh, different things to note here. The whole study took place over about um, a year and a half, so almost two years, and it was a paper that was published earlier in 2020 out of Environmental Science and Technology Letters, and it was composed of the team, uh, Michael Wong, he was the main researcher, and his team, and they found that boron nitride, or aka BN, it is normally found in things like your cosmetics and electronics. I know that I have um, huge population of uh, female listeners um, and a small portion as men, about 25% or so, and the non-binary. But uh, for the ladies, cosmetics, we, you know, have our cosmetics, but BN, boron nitride, uh, is in um, your, your everyday cosmetics. Maybe not the organic and natural kind, but they're in your conventional cosmetics and um, electronics and so uh, BN for sure I can I can I can uh, I'll inter interchangeably say that um, it destroys up to 99% um, of a particular type of PFAS called PFOA in about four hours now that's insane and I thought that I had to share that their research uh, mainly focused on Wong's research, mainly focused on this particular process called photocatalysis. And it's a reaction where the, the particles are, are suspended uh, in the contaminated water, water, the PFAS, and they're excited or chained slightly by a UV light. And the reaction tends to degrade the durable carbon fluoride or uh, fluorine uh, bonds of PFAS. So in this experiment, a few things happened. Uh, one of them was that with the boron nitride, the BN, it was ground into a fine powder and then placed in a container contaminated with PFOA, PFOA. And then it was exposed to the ultraviolet light, the UV light, and then there were small um, uh, deformations or small um, indentations uh, within the uh, boron nitride, the BN, tiny holes. And those reacted quickly enough that it broke down the PFOA, the PFOA, into a small byproduct, something like um, carbon dioxide and fluoride salt. Fluoride, of course, like you'd find in your toothpaste or tap water. Now, let's briefly look into the current uh, issues or issues within the current science that we have already on PFAS and trying to break them down. Um, there are still a few problems with um, degradation um, in breaking down the PFAS, mainly because the techniques like photocatalysis um, are efficient at breaking down only the biggest, um, largest PFAS that we know about. Now, there are other techniques like zapping the PFAS, P-F-A-S, 
um, doing it with diamond coated electrodes or with plasma, which is a whole nother story. But scientists are coming out with new ways of trying to break down PFAS. Um, you know, if not trying to just get rid of them altogether, that would be more optimal. But with Wong and his team, Wong has uh, done a bit to uh, say that photocatalysis um, can um, break down uh, PFAS um, that are a bit smaller, just break them down as they, they um, you know, can be done, but it's going to take a little bit longer than just four hours. Looking at uh, where I stand with PFAS, I try to, um, I, and I try to examine what items in my everyday life that I use that um, I happen to be in contact with PFAS. I don't I use, you know, these items every day, but, you know, since the pandemic, um, you know, going out, you know, that's every so often. But I, I looked at Adidas shoes and a few other brands, um, which I, I don't use uh, at all. Um, and one of the brands of shoes I have is Adidas. I have like one pair. Um, but they happen to be the Adidas Parlay um, or Parley uh, collaboration that, that took place. And it's about ocean plastic shoes and them being like a collaboration um, and where plastic trash is uh, cleaned and recycled and, and it's, it's used from remote, remote beaches and communities. Um, and, you know, Parlay or Parley cleans up the plastic and then Adidas does the job of making this ocean plastic, you know, a high performance type of shoe. And that's the one piece I have. Um, it's made from um, at least 75% trash picked up from the ocean. But I wonder um, if PFAS escapes even that, even though it's an Adidas shoes and, and Adidas is known for using PFAS. Um, you know, is that um, shoe inescapable um, from the use of PFAS? Um, mostly my shoes are either, I have a few donations, I have some simple shoes, I have some shoes from Vivo Barefoot, which I love, 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 I can't, I can't get enough. I have some shoes uh, from El Naturalista, a Spanish brand, um, all the way from Spain. And um, I, I love that um, I have, you know, different shoes from all over, um, but PFAS is a, is a different monster entirely. Um, I don't wear makeup all the time, but when I do, um, I use, you know, Burt's Bees makeup, and I have some minted cosmetics makeup, and uh, other makeup makeups like that, um, that I try to keep, you know, organic and just all natural, uh, mainly. And so, um, you know, for those who mainly wear conventional makeup, you know, putting yourself at risk of PFAS exposure, um, you want to, uh, you know, uh, dial back from that because you don't want to get um, uh, weight gain issues or developmental health issues, even cancer, all because of the makeup that you're putting on your face. Um, cooking, you know, having nonstick cutlery um, and, and, and silverware or... Um, your cookware, um, you, you, who doesn't want it to be, um, you know, nonstick, but looking at the, the flip side of that for convenience, you're, you're turning over, uh, your, your health, your health versus convenience of having something like that. Um, that's a, that's a big factor that, um, you know, people grapple with. Sure. I mean, if I, if I could lose weight in a heartbeat, I would, but I, I want to have the, the, the sensation of, of losing weight and feeling good and having those endorphins pumping um, and getting me energized versus just snapping my fingers and losing weight. 
um, with PFAS, um, having exposure through something like your outdoor clothing, uh, that is a bit of a downside, especially for those who are campers and who live and breathe and, and work outside. That's a downer. You don't want to have that exposure when thinking about going out and camping out uh, in the wilderness, you know, out to Alaska, South Dakota, you know, Georgia even, um, you know, um, Maryland, even northern Maryland. We have our woods. We have our, our state parks, national parks, other parks. And uh, I would rather not be thinking of PFAS um, and exposure there. Um, takeout containers, same thing. Um, there is the convenience of having your uh, food just right there and having it easy to you know take out of the restaurant. But on the flip side, if it's not in a container that's you know bamboo like I mentioned, or recycled paper, or is compostable. Um, or maybe it's recyclable in some way, but you're still looking at the PFAS exposure, especially with those that are plastic. Um, and the clamshells are definitely something that you want to worry about. Um, and so looking at just the convenient side of whatever um, uh, products or items have PFAS in them versus your health, you want to look at that uh, from a, a bigger scale, from a, from a, a different point of view. Um, with the um, PFAS um, levels that have been exceeding um, in uh, recent years, there was a stat that the EPA had made that between 2013 and 2015 that as many as 6 million Americans are routinely exposed to PFAS. Um, this exceeds their guidelines. That's an enormous amount of people. Um, and there are, there's about a third, I think, of the population that's, um, continually, um, get, being exposed as well. That's a lot of people, um, that have a PFAS in their bloodstream. Of course, 99% of, um, Americans do. Um, and so with that statistic, like that's shocking. And, and I want to know, like, how to get rid of that in your bloodstream. There are, um, resources you can check out online. I did uh, look at a few of those, but I didn't think that they were um, necessarily thorough or um, correct enough, uh, mainly because they, they come from sources that aren't like um, research um, authenticated and verified and they're not from government sources. So I was kind of sketchy about even uh, talking about those. But there's good news. Uh, for the continued progress of the research that we uh, talked about, uh, Michael Wong has kind of partnered up with this research center that's focused on nanotechnology uh, in water treatment spaces out of uh, Rice University. And he had already begun filing pat patents uh, for um, you know making sure that the PFAS can be broken down uh, in this uh, space of water treatment, which is a little bit different, but nonetheless uh, necessary because uh, PFAS have infiltrated uh, water in our groundwater. Uh, so uh, be on the lookout for more news specifically on this because um, he suspects that boron nitride BN can definitely break down other uh, P, um, PFAS beyond just that one bigger PFOA, PFOA uh, that we mentioned already. Mm -hmm.
The Mother Earth Minutes is where we review, in the next few minutes, all proactive things that we can do to combat the issue in the episode and to protect Mother Earth. Uh, The message for this podcast episode here is simply to avoid PFAS wherever you can, and there are different categories we're going to briefly talk about, uh, and some of the sources used for from uh, consumers consumer reports and from the environmental working group uh, EWG now 110 million Americans uh, drinking water is contaminated with PFAS that was kind of the stat that I was referring to earlier in my commentary and I I think that this issue can be avoided especially if you have the right tools to Um, eliminate PFAS where you can, especially in uh, a substance like drinking water, which we have to, of course, drink every single day. And sometimes it's hard to even, you know, get that, but um, where you can um, um, avoid PFAS, look to all these different categories. We're going to be referring to water, uh, food packaging, clothing, and a few other uh, different uh, categories that make sense and you're going to have more interactions with these more often than not. So with water, you can check your water. This means uh, if you get your tap water through the public works um, and you use it often, maybe you can get an annual report because it'll specify everything that's in your water. And if you didn't receive yours, you can call your local supplier uh, who dispenses your tap water. And if you rent, then you can call your landlord. Um, You can also test your water. There are a few different um, companies and brands that you can, um, you know, get your water tested by. One is called Simple Lab and the other is called Water Check. Now with Simple Lab, you're going to be getting a lot more value um, in uh, your system. So for 129 US dollars, they'll test your water uh, for its uh, contaminants, uh, your municipal water, and then for your well water, it's $134, and then uh, it's extra, an extra $289 for PFAS testing. Um, but for those who want to be sure, you know, why not shell out a little bit more uh, just to be safe uh, versus sorry. And then uh, for water checks uh, prices, there's are 190 for municipal water and then for uh, well water it's $230 and then for PFAS testing it is $400. Now you could also filter your water. This is an easy option especially with um, us who love filtered water, cool water, safe water, uh, carbon filters. You're going to have to have those connected to your faucets um, or installed uh, where the water enters your home. And to make it uh, the most effective that way, you could also try reverse osmosis. Um, I haven't really uh, done much research into that topic itself because it's such a pricey option. But for those who are thinking about it, uh, I suggest uh, looking at all sides of reverse osmosis, which treatment works for you, which price point that you can muster, uh, and then uh, looking into getting that installed for your home. Uh, Number two is uh, dealing with food packaging. Now, this means avoiding your traditional yummy popcorn, the ones that you're used to, um, making sure that you don't have um, use of nonstick cookware, and also fast food packaging. I know that you want to have your your stouffer's meals, 
and your takeout containers with your food in hand. But sometimes it's just best to skip your pre-cooked options, your packaged food options, and that means cutting back on fast food. Maybe once a week, maybe two once a month. Maybe have it as a treat or maybe when you're running low on groceries. That's what I uh, happen to do every so often. Not a lot, but I you know, do have you know, my groceries. And then uh, as a treat or if I just bought groceries and really don't feel like cooking much, I'll have something like a Chipotle, for example, but uh, the containers, of course, they break down and I don't use their um, uh, plastic um, cutlery. I have my uh, Preserve 5 uh, cutlery and sometimes my um, sterling silver, my silverware, I use that too. So it just works out in the end. Uh, number three is to look at your clothing. Now, I mentioned earlier uh, in the program the different brands that have PFAS in their clothing, and that's just clothing um, as uh, its own entity. Um, but you want to look at uh, fabrics that um, have um, features like being non-stick or um, uh, ones that repel water. Um, and you want to look at things like Teflon and Scotchgard, Stainmaster, um, and Polartec and Gore-Tex. These, these um, brands that you're familiar with, sure, but they have hidden uh, chemicals within them, those PFAS that we uh, talked about. Number four are your carpets and furniture. Now for those who uh, love maintaining their furniture, that's a beautiful thing, but you wanna look at alternatives to the stain resistant um, clothes, products, and carpet furniture um, products that you're used to. So with PFAS, they're mainly found in things like your stain resistant furniture and products that are used to upkeep them like the treatments um, and repellent treatments as well. So either look to an, um, a green um, or more eco-friendly um, supplier of your products to preserve your furniture or even a company that specializes in that. That would be more optimal for those who are concerned about the pricey you know, luxury goods um, that happen to be furniture. Number five are your cosmetics. So for us ladies and those who also wear cosmetics for other reasons, um, then uh, you wanna be aware of dental floss or um, any type of personal care ingredient that has PFAS in it. Most often than not, no um, um, brand or specific product is going to just outright say, you know, or ban um, or directly say that they don't have PFAS in them, so you have to kind of do some due diligence. And that means uh, downloading an app for everything that you don't know or checking it out online. But I would suggest the EWG's uh, Skin Deep Database, which you can check out online, which I love. I love looking at products that I have and checking out their ratings because they do fluctuate from time to time. And also you could learn a little bit more about the EWG's, uh, the Environmental Working Group's uh, Healthy health living app that they have for alternatives on hand. Number six is uh, cookware and this is our last category here. Now there are safer options and I'll just name a few but uh, you can of course research 
uh, brands that are closer to you, maybe in your country, because I know that this reach is going to be kind of widespread and not every brand is available in your country, but you can definitely check it out online and see if it can be um, shipped to your home uh, or where you live. So there are different options that are a bit greener um, and you can check out organicauthority.com for more about these cookware options um, in their entirety. So there's Caraway Cookware uh, with a C. There's Made In, that's a particular brand. There's Green Pan, all one word. And then there's Extrema uh, with an X. Those are some uh, green options for your cookware. Uh, really awesome. And I will link uh, that website um, for um, Organic Authority, the, the web link. I will also um, link the US web of the PFAS chemical exposure and also the infographic for the Environmental Working Group. I'll put those in the show notes, episode notes, so you can have them also on hand and you can check out all these uh, in depth and uh, look to having uh, alternatives for um, your PFAS. fact of the day is that for the second year in a row, Iceland will not hunt any whales. Its commercial whaling industry may be at an end. That fact was sourced from the Sierra Club Sierra Magazine in a July-August 2020 issue. We've come to the Eco Company Spotlight, which we're going to talk about a little bit, and an amazing company also. As you all know, I love talking about all that's in this segment because there's so much to learn, but also just to talk about something different and have a chance to review it, and hopefully it is informative for you and will get you to check out these companies and their products and services a bit more. I love doing this, and I've been doing it for a bit since February 2019, and it's always something new to learn, especially when it comes to new products and developments with the brands that I already know. But one of the uh, favorite ones I have for you is called Dang Foods, and they're dang amazing. So Dang Foods is family-founded, and they have amazing good-for-you snacks uh, with their company, and they provide you with them being tasty, and they're yummy, keto-friendly, and they're Asian-American snacks that give you energy and help sustain you, and even help you lose weight. The founder, Vincent K., uh, loves eating keto-friendly with his diet and wanted to create and make uh, keto foods easily available with his company, Dang Foods. So as far as Dang Foods, they do a bit when it comes to being sustainable products and an amazing food company. Uh, They have 100% plant-based foods and products. They're certified as a B Corp. They are dairy-free, gluten-free, certified keto, and also they're paleo-friendly. And they have a non-GMO 
products and they have no added sugar they are certified kosher and they are soy free even though they're made in a facility that processes soy and other types of foods and also they're vegan and vegetarian friendly now they have uh, many different options and for those who love snacks and healthier options and you're wanting for something a bit different, this is probably the company for you. They have their Dang Bars, uh, which are in different flavors like Almond Cookie, Crazy Rich Chocolate, Lemon Matcha, Peanut Butter, Toasted Coconut, and also Mint Chocolate. And then they have their Thai Rice Chips which are in flavors of aged cheddar, coconut crunch, original recipe, savory seaweed, um, sriracha spice, and also toasted sesame. And then they have the coconut chips, which I love. Uh, they have them in caramel, sea salt, uh, chocolate, sea salt, lightly salted, original recipe, and tropical mango. And then they also have their variety packs and their single serve snacks and also merch which of course will be your uh, t-shirts and sweatshirts and other things and I love uh, Dang Foods because I fell in love with their uh, tropical mango chips and I bought them from Whole Foods and I gotta say they have amazing ingredients all of which you can read uh, very easy to understand wholesome uh, very tasty like all around good flavor uh, good feelings when I have these chips I love that they have so many different flavors and I want to try more uh, like peanut butter I want to try peanut butter I want to try their dang bars um, their aged cheddar rice chips because I do love chips and uh, their original recipe coconut chips I could do for more of that um, I love how they're transparent in their backstory and what they stand for and are about and you can see that on their websites and in their, in their ingredient lists and also the accessibility of their products because you can find them at a wide range of stores and really online. I love that when you can buy uh, something from a store, you can, you can get it in store, but also online because that's more convenient. Um, I love um, that with the tropical mango, the, the chips, um, the crunchiness of them, um, the coconut chips are a bit different. I never really had them before um, in a coconut chip variety. And then when they made it sweet, I was like, oh, this is this is amazing. I love that it's um, very crunchy, very tasty, and you, you'll want more of the bags. And I wish they also came in bar form as well. If they could make a bar form of the tropical mango, I'd be, I'd be sold. I would, I would have it in a heartbeat. And uh, I gotta say that it makes a great snack. It's good for breakfast. Um, I haven't had it in um, oatmeal or anything like that, but maybe that'd be a great idea. Maybe you could have it for a trail mix. Um, that'd be, I, I think, a great option too. And I do give it 4.9 out of 5 uh, green thumbs up, mainly because of the packaging. The packaging isn't uh, reusable, recyclable. Um, but you know which packaging kind of isn't for snacks but I think that would be something to improve upon it's it's fabulous otherwise but just that one um, part being um, something that could be changed in the future I think that'd be a good um, thing to look into and with dang foods you can find it like I said in store and online you can check them out on the website dangfoods.com 
and you can search for them with their Ding Finder um, at the left of their website on their main page and their products as far as I can see are available in the US unless otherwise stated or you can find their products um, online of course or maybe in stores um, that may be in your country or region and stores you can find them uh, in Giant, uh, Mom's Organic Market, Kroger, Safeway, Sprouts, Target, Walmart, Whole Foods, Yes Organic, and other fine stores in the U.S. and probably abroad as well, depending. And then online, for sure, you can find them on uh, Amazon, also GoPuff, iHerb, uh, Lucky Vitamin, and also Thrive Market. Uh, Dang Foods is on the following social media platforms of Facebook. You can find them at Dang Foods. On Instagram, you can also find them at Dang Foods, all lowercase, one word. They're on LinkedIn at Dang Foods. They're on Pinterest, also at Dang Foods. And they're also on Twitter at Dang Foods and YouTube, Dang Foods, all lowercase, one word. I recently subscribed and I'm really excited about it. Now, to contact Dang Foods, just go over to their website, dangfoods.com, and then click Shop Now, uh, or um, contact us, I should say, at the uh, bottom of their website instead to go ahead and email them or just mail them directly. It's time to not be okay with PFAS and exposure uh, to PFAS, and I... My aim for uh, you all with this um, podcast episode was to uh, shed light on this issue because I know that um, it's something that is not mainstream to just think about entirely. Like, this doesn't happen every day to think about PIFAs. You know, you think about, you know, what to do at work or what you're going to cook for dinner or how your family's doing. But uh, PIFAs, in the midst of your interactions in day-to-day uh, you want to look at um, how you're being exposed to it potentially, especially with your groundwater and with your cosmetics and your clothing. And I thought uh, that this would be an issue uh, that you would definitely want to look a bit into, especially if you're you're worried about chemical exposure. Um, for those who are interested, definitely be sure to share this podcast episode or to raid Greener Thoughts on Apple um, Podcasts or on Spotify, check it out and, you know, share it, uh, do so much, uh, that way it really helps out, uh, Greener Thoughts so much. And I thank you all for listening. I love, uh, being able to, uh, give great information, but also like share all the time, different things with you all. It is amazing uh, to have the support of you all. I really appreciate it. And, um, it, it, I take it to heart all the time and I try to pump out, uh, good uh, podcast episodes, varied ones, and to have that, you know, versatility there. So until next time, uh, be safe out there and please take care of yourselves and also our wonderful, big, huge blue planet. Uh, Be well. See you all.